straight, no chaser. Once again, um, straight no chase of the podcast. We are available on Spotify. We are on YouTube. We are on Instagram and Facebook. Basically, anywhere that you can find podcasts, we're there. Um, please like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, tell everybody. My name is John, and I'm just going to kind of swing it around here. Let everybody introduce themselves. And straight no chase of the podcast. I'm drinking, once again, ice cold water. Love it. All right, go for it, Neil. What's going on? We back at it again. Out here in Virginia, tired. The storm has finally settled, so we back at it again. Keldrick. Cheers. Next. What up, Rasheem? From D.C., well, living in D.C., from New York. Let's go, John. There you go. We got so much to get into, we got to hurry up and jump in here. So. Um, there's been a lot of talk on the internet. There's always a lot of talk on the internet. And I think it's very important about, you know, black men and black women and do black men protect black women? And there's been a couple major incidents in the past week where we kind of kind of delve into this. And we're going to talk about those in a minute. But I just wanted to kind of ask the panel here, do y'all feel that, number one, does this have any validity? Now, we don't have any women on the panel. So, of course, we're going to have a little bias. Uh, it's going to be skewed a little bit. But y'all are all black men. Do you feel like you have, do you feel like a, you have a responsibility to protect other women? Do you protect women when you get the opportunity to? What does that exactly mean? What does that look like in your lives? You know what I'm saying? Let's let me answer. The first question is, do you have a responsibility to protect black women? Period. Yes. Okay. You got to wait. Just yes. All black women, every single one. No, I'm answering his question because I want everybody to answer the question. He said, do we have an obligation to protect black women? The general answer is yes. We have have an obligation to protect women, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Period. 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 Now, there's a caveat to that. And that's you have an obligation to, I think your, your obligation is women that you know, women that you have a relationship with. If I see Becky Sue, and I don't know Becky Sue at all, I don't know if it's my obligation to step in if I think she's in harm's way. Okay. It's not, it's not, it's not our obligation, but I think we, if it's a situation where we can protect her, protect her from harm, I think we should do it. You know what I'm saying? If, if we can do it, if it can be done within our power to put her in a safer situation, yeah, why not? Because we all have daughters. I don't want somebody to look out for my daughter in that situation, because somebody could say the same thing you say, Keltrick. I don't know her, you know what I mean? So if we can put her in safe, if we can put her in a safer situation without causing due harm to us, yeah, why not? I don't, 
see, I don't, I don't think it could be as general as that, you know, and I, and I think we're speaking in general terms and there's a lot of anecdotal stuff that we can use and stuff like that, but it's impossible to say that it's every single man's responsibility to protect women. And it's more specifically because the conversation is really about black women. I think it's irresponsible to say that you, me, anybody else is responsible to protect all black women. I think we can protect how they're perceived. I think we can protect their honor. But if sometimes you got to, what we tell the Karens and the Kevins of the world, whatever, whatever they call the, the, the white guys, sometimes you got to mind your own damn business. And so you don't know what things are going on or surrounding a circumstance that you may interject yourself in and you'd be on the wrong side of it. So sometimes you have to, you have to call help. And in this, in this case, I would say the authorities to say, hey, I see this is going on and that's your form of helping. I don't have to insert myself into every situation that I see to protect someone. So I, I, don't, I don't know if, if that's a fair a fair statement to say that, you know, me, anybody else is obligated to protect, you know, women. I think it's based on the individual too, because I mean, I've done, I've been in this situation before, younger in New York, me and my homeboy, we at the bus stop, we see this young lady getting beat up on. We came over there, tried to alleviate the situation, but she ended up turned the situation on us when the cops came and said, we jumped her boyfriend, you know what I mean? So if it wasn't for the people that were around us that said, no, 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 X, Y, and Z was happening, we would have been hemmed up. But I mean, it's, I guess, I think it's dependent on the individual. Me personally, if I'm there and I think I see a young woman getting beat on or whatever, whatever situation that is not cool or she needs help with, if I can help her, I'm going to try to. Now, if it's beyond my scope of helping, where I need to call the police, all right, I agree with you. I, that's definitely something because I got to get home back to my daughters too. So I can't put my life on the line for a stranger. But if it's within my scope of something, I could do something. Yeah, I'm gonna try. Yeah, but the truth is the, the, the moment you step up, you putting your life on the line for a stranger. Not to say you shouldn't. I mean, if that's what you want to do, but you got to understand that the moment you step up to that person, you potentially putting your life on the line for a stranger, you can't, we can't look Not at potentially, situation. you are. You, yeah, you Not are. You, you, you can't look at a situation and be like, oh, I got 150 pounds on them. I'm good. Da, da, da. I, 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 the way I approach people, you don't know who's armed. Like in my mind, everybody's armed. Everyone. Granny who's 90 years old in the street, kid who looked like he 110 pounds wet, everybody got a firearm on a body someplace because I can't tell, you know? So when you say, how, you know, what, what you can do, it may mean that you have like, yo, y'all need to get out here, call the cops, y'all need to get out here immediately. Because at that point in time, you step up and you do something and then you do actually die because you didn't know what was going on with the situation. Yeah. Now, who gonna go home to your twins? Yeah. Yeah, he stepped out there for saving so-and-so, but after two months, ain't no one gonna be singing your praises. Yeah. So I think it needs, yeah. I think, no, I think yeah. it needs to be a real, no, like the, the dude who, the, one of the, the guy who trained me, um, who's a black dude, um, firearms, tactical training, all this, the dude, his philosophy, and I take it, I run with it. It's like anytime you're involved in a fight, whether it's a physical fight or a firefight, you, you run a risk of two things. Two things can hop, happen. You run the risk of losing, which we never think about. Mm -hmm. People got, 
going to get up in there. I'm going to knock him out. No, you run the risk of losing and you run the risk of dying. Period. If you don't have those two core beliefs in your head when you approach everybody in every situation, you, you slip it at that point in time. Because the moment you take it off this earth, you can't come back. So if I, I see mean, that's really, that's really almost like in any situation. Like yeah, but we're not I'm, talking about any situation. We're talking about a specific situation right now. So, no, no, no. I'm saying in the sense of I could be out and I see one of y'all loved ones out and y'all not around. We, I'm not, listen to what I'm saying, though. We're talking about a specific thing. If you see a situation out in public, dealing with a sister, is it your, is, is it your role to step up in there? And, and really the question is, if you don't physically address the situation, does that mean you did not protect her or did not attempt to protect her? Like, do I have to physically get up in there? Do I need well, to physically? We don't have so, to take time out, time out, time out. Yeah. So Neil said, yes, I'm saying, if I know them, what are, what are you saying, Ra? I'm saying sometimes protection is peeping the situation, taking good notes, Calling the the, the 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 21, I guess they call them now, or 12, or whatever the hell they call them. They call them yeah. 5 when I was a kid. Call 5 One time. One time. Call a fuzz. This is the situation. This is what he was wearing. This is what he looked like. I, I'll be a rat. I'm, I'm a snitch. I don't care. Yeah. Let, let me tell you what I saw. Now go get that dude. And I recorded it. Yep. And I recorded it. That may be protection for me. Does not always mean I need to get up in there. Now, if I see that she is she is in uh, mortal danger that's a different situation but i still may not i still may not engage i still may have to be dependent on the situation because i don't know if he got two people standing around the corner waiting to run up as soon as i engage you know so we got to be smart about how we do this because if we don't we're gonna get hemmed up what you say yeah. john well, I mean, my main thing was I didn't want to take it all the way to the extreme of physical violence. You know what I'm saying? I feel like we all kind of understand that if you see anybody physically being harmed or whatever, we are fairly decent people. We would say something, do something, call the law, whatever, whatever, whatever. But protecting Black women can take many different forms. It doesn't have to be physical violence. It could be employment. Uh, employment. So, you know, you working with a Black woman, and you know that she's going through some things or whatever, and you just kind of like, well, that's not my damn problem. That's her problem. The overall gist that I get from the internet is that Black women feel very unprotected, period, in all aspects of life, physical, you know, professional, you name it, sexually, in every which way, they just simply feel unprotected by a Black man, period. So to answer the question, I feel like, well, yes, that is a Black man's responsibility to protect Black women how that kind of plays out in scenario to scenario kind of depends. I am the kind of person that I feel like I would interject myself into a situation. I'm not going to risk my life on purpose, but at the same time, I would like to think that I'm not going to let something crazy go down. But what women always seem to neglect is that black men don't protect black women right now, but black men don't protect black men either. So if you saw a dude getting his ass kicked on the street, you're not going to just jump in there and be like, hey, y'all, don't don't beat him down like that. You're going to be like, well, damn, you know, that's that sucks. And he's been moving. That's just the way it is. But those are apples and oranges. You talk, you talking about black men who, who, who are supposed who are supposed to fend for themselves. And then you're talking about when, when you switch up the gender, you're talking about an idea of chivalry and the idea of of masculinity means protection of femininity. Yes, and let's get into that. So so I mean. That those are apples and oranges. But wait a minute. So yeah, I don't, wait, wait, 
Let Cage, because Cage has his hand up. Let him, let him. Right, right, right. You know, I'm, I'm listening to what you're saying, and the work dynamic is very interesting to me because the same concept applies. You don't need to intersect, interject yourself in every situation you see conflict in because when I, when I talk to people and people tell me what they're going through, if they ask me for advice, I give them the best advice that I can. There are black people out there who don't want any other black people to be in their circle if they happen to have an elevated position. I'm not one of those folks. I want everybody to get paid. I want everybody to get their money. I want everybody to you know, live great lives. But again, I don't, I don't believe it's every black man's responsibility to make sure every single black woman is protected. I think if you have a relationship with somebody, that creates the ownership of protection or the, the, the envelope of protection. Um, it's just kind of like in, when you watch uh, Meet the Fockers, the circle, of, the circle, whatever that circle was called. Circle boy, of trust. Circle of trust. If, you get, if you're in that circle, then I, we got you. I mean, you don't, you don't see, there, there, are, there are gestures of kindness, and then there are just overt gestures. I think what celebrities do sometimes are overt gestures to say, I'm with it. But that don't mean shit. They're not really doing everything that it takes to protect somebody. Right. So I, I, think, I think it's really, I, really, I think it's, 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 um, it's unfair, even though they say fair is only at uh, pigs and something else, I was told. Um, it's not, it's not right. It's unjustified to place the onus on all black men to protect all black women. I think if you are my friend and associate of mine, I value, I value who you are. Not that what I, what I place value on is more important than the next person, but if I'm going to step out and say something or physically do something, then I need to give a damn about who you are. Uh, like it has to, I have to have a connection with you. If I don't have a connection with you, not that I'm going to be indifferent, but I'm like, man, where are people at? I mean, it, it's illustrated as we see. It's unfortunate, but the, the recent police killings, uh, George Floyd, everybody was up in arms. People was protesting and screaming and hollering about it. Breonna Taylor had a similar, maybe some people would say even worse situation. And for whatever reason, the, the, the energy is much different. The protests have died down. You got people that are still putting up stuff on social media. That's it's a great true. day to arrest Breonna Taylor's killer. That's not true. Wait, how so, does any of this attack, uh, uh, deals with the topic we're talking about? Because everybody was animated and hyped up about George Floyd protecting black men. But here's a black woman that got killed. And all of a sudden, it's not the same energy. That's not true, man. The okay. Not Giving a Fuck crew marched in Kentucky with a thousand people armed with guns. That didn't happen in Minnesota. Yeah, no, they had they had thirty five hundred people there. NFAC had thirty five hundred people with armed. We so, don't touch on that. We gonna get on to that. But, but no, no, no. I, I can't let you slide with your comment though. Like I, I, I think people. This is this is kind of my my one of my issues. I think with our our people, we find every reason to be divisive. In my personal opinion, now granted, I mean I may be in the minority because. I'm not saying the argument is invalid, but I think we selectively pick what applies to the narrative. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Rasim said a couple of a couple of episodes ago that he believes that you know women are unprotected. I person I apply it personally. What I personally do, what I personally see, who I surround myself with, myself with, my friends. I check my friends. My friends check me. 
if I, I think I saw a video where a dude took a skateboard and hit a woman. Anybody that sees that and laughs at that is foul. I saw it. I was appalled by it. If any one of y'all did that, one of us grabbed the skateboard and I'm going to try to whoop y'all ass. It just, that's accountability. That's, in my opinion, his friends failed him. Their parents failed them. Their community failed them. That's not me. We're part of the community, though. And that happens. I mean, we are grown men. We are in our 40s. There's been plenty of instances that maybe we experienced or maybe we witnessed in our youth that was probably a little questionable, you know what I'm saying, in our interactions with women. Absolutely. A absolutely. And yeah, nonetheless, it, we it, had to mature and come to a, a different understanding in time. And nobody was going to be able to imagine if you try to check one of us in our early 20s, mid 20s, and say, hey, you shouldn't be doing the stuff that you're doing. You know, when a woman walks down the street, this, this is something that has changed dramatically. Street holler, okay? It used to be that as a woman was walking down the street, you could say, hey, you look good. Wow, damn, look at your ass and this, that, and the third. Was it right? No, but did we do it? Yes. You no. literally can't. I didn't do that. I wasn't a street holler. 100%. Okay, so, but 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 I think this no. goes to my point. This this goes to a, a separate point that I wanted to make at, at, as Cage was talking. Cage, sometimes it's not always a matter of what we personally have done or have not done, but taking a, a, a inventory of what general populace is doing. Mm -hmm. And in general, what's happening is we can see that there are a lot of instances where things happen to Black women, and in general, a lot of people just may not give a damn. Boom, case in point, um, Megan Thee Stallion. So quick recap, Megan Thee Stallion was allegedly shot in the foot by Tory Lanez, uh, rapper. She, she was blah, shot, blah, blah. she said she was shot twice, like shot in both feet or something like that. But we don't she know who did. Shot in the foot twice, shot in both feet. When it initially happened and the word got out, the internet went nuts, did all the memes, made fun of her, made jokes and blah, blah, blah. And everybody laughed about it because Getting shot in the foot is kind of funny. However, when she, people heard from her herself and she kind of made everybody feel guilty, she was just like, yo, I really got shot in the foot. There's nothing funny about that. She's right. There is nothing funny about getting shot in the foot. But nonetheless, we as a community, damn sure had the memes and made fun of it for that day or whatever until she kind of spoke up. It's a clear example of exactly what people are talking about, where they feel unprotected and so on and so forth. And one more thing, I kind of want to understand like where the um, progressiveness is here because we keep getting told men and women are the same. Men and women are equal. There is nothing that women cannot do that men can and vice versa, blah, blah, blah. But yet there's still this very uh, old fashioned, traditional sense of men having to protect women. Um, I feel like that's kind of old, you know what I'm saying? And, and also needs to change as all the other definitions of things gradually start changing in the modern context, well, basically. I don't know, man. I think it depends. Part of this is the effect of the lack of men households based on what you're talking about um, or male role models that people had in their households or in the community of growing up. Mm -hmm. uh, probably due to mass incarceration. You could probably connect it to that in some way. Um, I have my, my viewpoint of relationships is, a, is probably an old school one. My grandparents were born in the 30s. 
that's the relationship I saw growing up. And that's the man that I saw and how he treated women was with, with respect. Uh, my grandma didn't work. Um, so she, she was a, she did all like everything around the house. She was, was a housewife. And so not that I expect my wife to be a housewife, but there are definitely some of those things that I saw that I'm like, you know what? That seemed to work out pretty good for them. They both seem pretty happy. Um, so I, I have probably a very, what may, people may see is an antiquated thought process about what I think a house should be. Uh, we definitely have old school gender type roles where the man kind of does this, the woman kind of does this. Doesn't mean that that's right. I'm open and smart enough to understand that everybody runs their house, their house differently. And that's, that's fine. Like it's just, just what works for me and my family. So I don't, I don't know if the men that you're talking about, I would imagine they're probably products of an environment that I ain't familiar with, but that don't, you know, that don't make me the person that had to be responsible for what their houses or what they, what they, what they kind of do. I think I know what Rasheem's about to ask. Go for it. Two points. And you probably, maybe you do, maybe you don't, but two points. Um, first, there is nothing wrong with women being able to walk and chew gum at the same time. Mm, if, if they, if they want to assert independence and at the same time feel a need to be protected in a traditional chivalrous manner, one does not negate the other. Like just cause you got a six figure job and you the VP or the CEO or the principal that, that just because you have that doesn't mean and you have all the independence in the world doesn't mean that you still can't have an expectation that a man, your man, or man in your life, or father in your life, or brother in your life is going to step up and be your protector. So, so that doesn't confuse me. Like, if, if you got that, you got that. It doesn't take away from me what I got to bring to the table, because I have something you don't, which is an extra load of testosterone, which could be used to protect you, among other uses. And you know why a lot so, of... Wait, no, I said I had two. Let me get the okay. second one. Second one, this Megan Thee Stallion thing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out if the conversations about protection or, or black women are not being protected because the community clowned her getting shot. Yes. Because if that's the case, I think that's misplaced. You ain't protected because a black man shot you and everyone thought it was okay. That's why you weren't protected. Who cares about the damn jokes? This goes back to what I said last week. She got shot, and no one's talking about how horrific it was that she got shot. And everyone's like, it is what it is. Ha, ha, he, he. And then they crack jokes. And now she's crying on Instagram or whatever live she did. Now, is she crying because she got shot, or is she crying because people are cracking jokes? Or is it a combination of both? I think it's a combo of both. But, but if we're talking about Black women not being protected because they get clowned over horrific stuff, then it's misplaced you got shot and no one said anything no one did anything about it and it partially may be because you might not be cooperating with with the popo mm-hmm. but you're protect us protecting you isn't wrapped up in whether or not 50 cent put a meme out there on you the protection is whether or not people allowed you to get shot that's that's what i think nobody allowed her to get shot see here's here's the whole problem with megan's situation and nobody really wants to touch on this the scuttlebutt is that Megan and the, the third party, the other chick that was in the car, was kicking this man's ass. Now, Megan the Stallion is a stallion, you know, which is a male horse, but nonetheless. Wait, wait, wait. They, they, they were kicking 
Who's asking? Allegedly, this is allegedly, Megan Thee Stallion, and there's a third woman that was in the car. It wasn't one of the Kardashians, it was somebody else. From what I understand, that third woman was driving the vehicle. Perhaps. So she's driving it, and along with Megan, beating up on Tori? Beating up on Tori, and what people are thinking, little Tori, so she's 5'9", 5'10". She's a big woman, comparatively. And let's say she's a good 160, 170, okay? What? I mean, she is. She's a big woman. Yeah, and and he was so frightened and 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 hold on he pulled the gun Tory out Lanes is five three and 120 pounds get out the car he tried what if he was he could not get out the car and oh, i'm just saying what if here's my point here's my point let me just jump to the end he is much smaller than she is she is much bigger than he is i've known women that will kick men's ass so if he could do nothing to get her off of him but shoot his gun and it unfortunately hit her in the foot I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying that that's something that I would do. I'm just merely saying that's the only logic that makes sense to me of why it happened. And that's why nobody's gotten arrested yet. California got some of the most extreme gun laws on the books. How's this person that's not even from America not arrested in jail, blah, blah, blah? I'm just saying. Go I ahead, want, I want Neil to go because Neil wanted to, have to say something a long time ago, but I just want to make sure my hand was raised so we could come back to me. Right, I got you. Okay. Uh, I, was, I was just agreeing with the point that, you know, we've all evolved. To John's point, 20 years ago, we probably did some crazy things. And I think a lot of women don't feel secure because a lot of men right now, a lot of men have insecurity issues. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Keltrick's point. Some women feel, some, to Keltrick's point, some men feel, okay, a woman is making more than me. They, who cares? You make more than me. I can still love you and hold you down. A lot of men, I think, don't know how to be men anymore. That's what it is. And Ooh, that creates the insecurity. And that, that creates the insecurity issues. You know, we touched on it last week, I think. Who are the younger generation under us? Who are their role models? Who's showing them how to be men? You know, how did we become men? We went through a trial by fire and we all succeeded. But I think that's the biggest issue right now. A lot of men nowadays don't know how to be men. So women, they have to carry the best of both worlds. They don't feel protected because, yeah, I may love you, but damn, you don't even know how to hold me down. Mm -hmm. Shit, I'm going to do it by myself. And that's the that's the boat for most women right now. Sad but true. What, Rob? I see you looking. What? No, nah, it's Cage's turn. Does anybody know a woman that shot a man before? Plenty. Yeah. That happens all the time. All right. Um, was it outrage to protect the man? Just out of curiosity. Say that again. If if a was woman it? shoots a man, is there outrage against the man that was shot? No, she said, he said, was it? Oh, my bad. Was there any outrage to say, like, why is there? I mean, it's, the, it's domestic violence, what it is, really. Like, I think that's probably more of a yeah. issue that people should be complaining about. I don't, I don't think it has anything to do with black men, black women in protection. I, I, what I, my problem with all of this is, I see these these brothers, these men who are posting these different, um, they said the most symbolic thing about this is she had to get dressed up in makeup to come on to do a, a like a presentation to show her how, how vulnerable she was around getting shot. And mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, this, and some people may be authentic in what they're saying in this. I just feel like a lot of these guys are posting this to try to get some more coochie, personally. I don't know if all these dudes believe what they're saying. 
I think they say a lot of this stuff just to try to get some, some likes on Instagram and some more pub. I don't think it's authentic, personally. I think it's all, I think some of it is kind of foul. Should she, should she have gotten shot? Hell no. Should she have been whooping that little boy's ass? That shouldn't have happened either. Um, but most of those are not mutually exclusive. Neither one should have occurred in the first place. So I don't condone the violence and it's just, it's all bad. I, I have not heard anything about them fighting in the vehicle or her whooping on her. I haven't, I haven't seen it. The most I've seen is that they were potentially in a relationship and that she was in her feelings because he was getting love from or showing love to Kylie Jenner. But I haven't right. heard any allegations of a, 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 a physical altercation in the vehicle, which led to gunshots. It also was that whole Tahiri thing, too, y'all were telling me about. I have no idea who Tahiri and Vado is. But, but yeah, Tahiri and Vado, same situation. What happened, Neil? Because you, you saw that Tahiri and Vado thing. Um, it, was, it, it was just a segment clip. So my daughter's got me watching Marriage Boot Camp. So pretty much it's couples who, you know, they're trying to rekindle or strengthen their marriage. But anyway, long snippet short is kind of like they're venting, because I guess there are two hosts, a doctor and uh, who was that judge? He used to have a judge show back in the days. Anyway. They're giving them relationship advice, and Tahiri is venting. And I think in in a clip before um, they showed it, Tahiri got upset, threw an apple at Vado, and it mm. hit him in the face. So then they broke the commercial, came back. So then Tahiri is venting. Vado gets up and just grabs her by her shirt. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And just like is on top of her. Now there are other couples. I think they're like five couples all together. So the other four couples are just bunned up and watching Tahiri almost get choked out. Did he choke her out? No, but he stood her over in a menacing way, grabbed her by the collar, and no man jumped up. Only the male host ran over and was like, yo, you can't be doing this. And that created a whole new stream of, oh my God, she feels unprotected, right. man not helping, the whole situation. And that's what John was talking about. It's a messed up situation. And the thing about it is, is that we see a whole lot of, we don't see anything as um, in your face, I guess, is that as a man grabbing a woman or whatever the case is um, on TV. But we see, you know, different fights and different clips and different memes and stuff. It's a it's an unending uh, parade of this type of stuff. And you can't help but kind of get, uh, have it in your subconscious if you consistently see this and that's why the women feel the way that they do and i feel like i mean clearly they got a, a leg to stand on because i mean you see what's going on here time out man no you said that she threw an apple and hit the man in the face right yes yes what's the problem was there, was there any outrage you saw about the man getting hit in the face with an apple I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about how the no, 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 that's, that's not comment. Should asking, she have, should she have thrown an apple out. in his I'm face? I'm asking no. a goddamn question. Was <laughs> no. there any outrage that you saw that someone got hit in the face with an apple? No. No. Okay. I don't I don't condone what this man did. But we cannot sit up here and not condone her for what she did too. Mm-mm. Stop, stop. Right apple thrown at you is not no, the same no. as being choked exactly. out. I didn't say it was. Come on now. So I said, I said that we said we cannot condone his response. We also can't sit up and act like it's okay to get hit in the face with an apple. 
neither one of those things should occur. These are, in my opinion, these are two immature individuals mm-hmm. that are involved in a relationship that probably shouldn't be involved in a relationship. Facts. Fair. I agree. But my thing is, this goes back to what we was just saying about tradition. They're not friends. Other couples ain't they friends. They they all get thrown in there together. Not to mention, I want to say this. I know people who are on um, this reality TV stuff. That stuff is a lot. A lot of that stuff is for show too to generate ratings. It's clickbait. So you don't even know if that's even real. Agreed. And like it's literally a TV show. So they're on a set. These people might have been sitting over here. Somebody might have been sitting over there. We don't know how everything went. And you're literally looking at the footage that's been edited, blah, blah, blah. Nonetheless, the simple fact of the matter is a woman uh, striking a man is not going to be received the same way that a man striking a woman is, period. It just is not. I mean, call it uh, traditional or call it whatever you want to call it, fair, unfair, it doesn't matter. That's just not going to be cool. So even it it goes back to the, the Megan Stallion and Tory Lanez thing. If he was kicking her ass, that's not cool. People are not going to be accepting that. If she was beating him down, People are going to be like, eh, you know, should have been able to get her big ass off you. You know, something. It just is the way it is. But it's not, is it fair? No. Is it simply the way that it is? Yes. All that to be said, um, you got to see the clip, KG, if you haven't seen it. And then being totally honest, for real, for real. I mean, everybody got their own personal viewpoint. But, you know, women are really protected. Because you've seen dudes walking down the street before, mm-hmm. maybe on U Street, maybe in New York, wherever. You see a girl getting her ass whooped by her man. Mm-hmm. Dudes is gonna be standing, and go, oh shit, damn, that's fucked up. Or taking mm-hmm. out their video recorder, putting it on World Star IG. That shit is crazy. You see a woman get her ass beat, and you want to record it? That's a little crazy. So that's the mindset where they coming from. Like, I don't feel protected because you're gonna be on a busy ass Georgia Avenue, getting your ass beat by your man, and nobody stops, and they just watch and be like, well, sucks to be you. That shit is crazy. We've seen it happen. Go ahead, Rob. It happens. I, I've got nothing to say. That's a lie. So, on that note, uh, I think that we can all safely say Vado was wrong. Say what uh, you said, Rob. What's he going to say? He, he said he got nothing to say. He does, he do. It goes back to the beginning of what, what the conversation, how it started. Like, if you, like we, you tried to say it wasn't about physical, and then it comes back to physical. She getting a beat, has beat. Like, how do you, how do you interject? How do you step in? And if you don't, that means that they're not being protected when there are other ways of protecting the situation that may, that don't have to lead to you potentially losing your life over a woman you don't know. Check this out though too. Sometimes you're not qualified to offer the protection. How about that? Period. It's real. I think something women don't really take into consideration is that men have been sometimes, most of the time, in some type of altercation, argument, whatever you want to call it. So we have a different understanding of the dynamics at play. Women have most of the time not gotten their ass at work. They haven't gotten into a fight. So when they see somebody being harmed or whatever, they're like, well, why don't you jump in there? Why don't you say something? You ain't never gotten your ass whooped. You ain't never got hit in the face. So before you start telling me what I need to be doing, I've got like uh, memories of stuff and I'm trying to like work through what needs to happen. They don't, they don't have that same understanding. It it, it goes back to the the core philosophy, um, core principles. Anytime you are involved in a fight, whether it's a physical fight or a gunfight, 
you you run the risk of losing and you run the risk of dying. Simple as that. When we step up in these situations feeling like we big man and he ain't gonna knock me out and my head won't go back and crack the pavement and I won't get up, you know, I'll get up. Mm -mm. Or he's small, he, he, he can't take me and he got a, a 45 caliber tucked in his pants. Mm -hmm. You run the risk of losing, you run the risk of dying. If you wanna get involved, you better be smart about it. You better know what the hell's going on. You better peep to see if he got peoples around. You better have 911 on speed dial. I ain't no punk, but I will call 911. I ain't got no problem with doing that. Real quick. None, none whatsoever. Cause I got a family I'm gonna come home to and not get put in the hospital over something over on Georgia Ave. It's not gonna happen. So I gotta be smart about it. Simple as that. And that's just something that people unfortunately got to deal with. You know, we got to make good decisions out here in 2020 because it's crazy. Yeah, and I'll, I'll say this: everybody can't be helped. It just, it just, it's impossible. Uh, so I think everybody should be selective with who they want to help and how they want to help. I think that's that's fair on everybody's side, quite frankly. And I'd even think about like, well, we ain't talked about this yet. I'm, I think it's coming up, but like the whole. Mackenzie Scott beaming all this money or whatever. So I'm gonna bring be it up. What, 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 no, no, go ahead. Talk about it. No, nah, I'll let you introduce all that stuff. Oh, uh, well, okay. So now we have delved into the um, Megan Thee Stallion, Vado, and Tahiri kind of thing. We got to kind of switch gears here a little bit because we're going to talk about men and women and protecting and blah, blah, blah. Um, let's talk about Mackenzie Scott. And giving how much did she give? Forty million. Forty million is a significant amount of money. However, it it pales in comparison to the thirty-eight billion that she got from her husband Jeff Bezos, um, who really protected her ass. So, uh, what do we think about that, Keltrick? You said earlier that you got some kind of issues that you want to get off your chest. You feel like that ain't really yeah. a, a good thing here? Yeah, I think she wasted her money. She gave I think one point four billion in total. Um, here's my thing. Every, if you're rich and you're donating money to like institutions, everything else, I think it's it's a weak gesture. There's a um, do the math, but I think it's like it takes 11, 11 hours to count to a million, something like that. Eleven seconds. It takes eleven hours to do a seconds to equal a million. Something crazy like that. But 32 years to get to a billion seconds, whatever whatever that number is. Like it's, I don't think people don't really understand how big a billion is. It's a lot of money. There are 330 million people in America. Give everybody a million dollars. That's life changing. Giving Howard University 40 million dollars doesn't help me. Doesn't help you. Doesn't help you. Doesn't help you. Give me a million. That helps me. I bet you we can all simulate the economy that way. So I, I just feel like if you really want to impact change, give it to individual people and let them make the decision what they want to do with that investment of money, as opposed to giving, and that's less than the 1.4 billion that she gave collectively to all these institutions. And she had money left over. She still could have gave some money to the institutions. So not just her, I think all of these people who have all this money um, made up the back, mostly of poor people, it's, it's uh, it's just, it's just, it's terrible, man. Just give it to the people, let the people do something with it. And that's, that's a, that's a significant investment. Well, uh, Rock, clearly you want to jump in on this. Cause I, I'm, I'm a follow up with that too. No, I, I think, I think it's a reasonable, it's a reasonable gesture. I think that, um, well, one, I've always been of the, of the, of the mindset that 
we can't tell people what to do with their money. Mm -mm. It, it's mm -hmm. their money, however they got it. If they want to give it and splurge and do something stupid or idiotic with it, that's on them. But um, I don't know how practical it is for them to give a million away to each person. I don't know what the laws are on gifts. I'm pretty sure there are laws that multimillionaires can't just write off uh, million dollar checks to individuals. Um, but giving it to an institution that has the, not just, you know, Howard, Hampton, Xavier, in, uh, Louisiana, giving it to institutions that have the ability to impact the lives of poor people. Because right now, the majority of the students who are at Howard, Hampton, and Xavier are coming from low income households. And now they have an opportunity to go on and get a degree mm -hmm. and break the cycle of, of poverty in their own family. That's a phenomenal thing. Now, what the institutions do with that money might be another question, but I think I, I think that's a um, I think that's that's something that should be applauded. Um, I'm going to use my Howard education here real quick and say that basic economics tells us that when you influx a whole bunch of cash into the system, um, supply and demand states that suddenly everything costs a whole lot more because the demand is going to shrink. Suddenly everybody got a million dollars. They're gonna run out and spend everything. Uh, everything's gonna cost more, inflation sets in. That's not a good idea, KG. So that's also why I don't want everybody to get a check for reparation. People swear up and down, oh, I want a check, I want a check. What can I do for me? What is it, what's, what's going in my pocket? You get nothing. We want to have institutional change, which is why gifts to your Howards, the Morehouses, the Spellmans of the world, that are used to educate the next generation and therefore lift all boats with that, um, you know, additional education is a much better use of her money than giving everybody a million dollars. I would love a million dollars, don't get me wrong, but, and here's also something, a lot of people won't know what to do with a million dollars. They just won't. I'm one of them. I'm going to go out, I'm going to pay off debt. Well, who, who helps that? The Bank of America ain't owned by black people. That's going, that's money straight out of my pocket into somebody else's pocket. You still got to pay off that debt regardless, though. First of all, inflation is going to happen anyway. It's going to happen anyway. So if, if everybody... Poverty is a significant pull on the economy. Mm -hmm. it, don't, it doesn't impact the people that got $38 billion or $100 billion or $1 trillion with Bezos, Bezos is on his way to, uh, to heaven. It impacts all of us on this call and most of the people that we probably know. Mm -hmm. um, she gave away less than 4% of her net worth. If I gave away 4% of my net worth, I would probably be poor. Most of y'all would probably be 4% of your net worth. I, mean, I won't be poor, but you know, it, it, I, I would feel it way more than she's feeling her 1.4. Yeah, but this isn't going to be the only thing she does, though. Like when people get to, th th there's a giving pack with folks who have that much money that they're committing to giving away a certain amount. And some of them, it's like they got, they're giving away a hundred million dollars every single year. It was like, Cause they have that. So it's not going to be one bulk giveaway, but she understands that she can't take this money with her. She can set her family up. And then the rest, she gives to who she wants to give, how she wants to give on the time schedule, time schedule she wants to give it. Mm -hmm. I think it's, a, I think it's amazing. I am, I hope that there are controls in place at some of these schools to ensure that it goes where it's supposed to go and it's spent in a good constructive manner. 
and not use to, you know, update somebody's house or whatever. Yeah. I didn't say yeah. she couldn't do both. She could still give money to schools. But it, again, there's 330 million people in America. Right. You could give, she could, she could, she could do much better. I would, more people would benefit of them getting that money than giving it to schools directly. We need someone to do the research on giving. Giving. You can't, I don't think you can just give away millions of dollars to individuals. It would be a tax write off. There has to be uh, corporate giving, nonprofit status, all that good stuff. I don't think you could just say, I'm going to give millions of dollars to people, line up and give it. Get it. I don't think you could do that. Why can't you? Because of laws. There may be law, like, I don't know, there may be tax laws in place. Oh, there's definitely some laws. That prevent people from giving away a certain amount of money as a gift. You you near your computer, look that up. If there are tax tax laws in place to prevent excessive gift giving, donation. Well, let's just just say she gives everybody a million dollars. Federal government takes half off the top. And then depending on what state you government in, you know, what and state I, you in. Feds ain't taking half. Rich folks take, they, they rich folks take, uh, pay far less in taxes. Well, that's why, rich, that's why rich folk, million. that's why rich folk love Trump because they're not paying no taxes. Okay, 20%, whatever it is. So it's less than a million. She says, everybody's getting a million dollars. Really gonna wind up with, let's say 500,000. 500,000 is still life-changing money. Still went to 50%. I and, mean, once your state, your fed, we we getting into the weeds. We, okay, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> My point being is that everybody's going to take the five hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand, one million, whatever it is, and spend it. Very few people are going to invest it. Um, of that three hundred and forty million people that's in America, whatever, vast majority are going to say, "I'm going to go pay off my house. I'm going to pay off my credit cards." She could make that. She could make that stipulation too. I'm giving everybody a million dollars, and that's used to. Eradicate everybody's debt. Use it all towards your debt or purchasing some property. She could, she could, she could, she could, she could make the same. She could make the same constraints for the school she give the money to. I'm she sure she has. Oh, I'm, so, oh, please believe. I know this money came with all kinds of strings. It had to. Ain't no way. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't say anything that's, that's that she that prevents her from doing that, Ra. I mean, I just did a quick search, but it could be done. This reminds me of Brewster's Millions. For some of you young people out there on the internet, check that movie out. It's old, but it's good. Anyway, okay, so Mackenzie Scott gave away her money. It is what it is. She's out here protecting black people. We need more Mackenzie Scotts, in my opinion. Um, we need to get into- Does Oprah protect black people? Okay. Does Oprah do what? Does she protect <laughs> black people? Well, yes, if you were in Africa. If you're here, maybe not. Um, Oprah, protects, Oprah protects herself, so hey. We, we, don't, we, we don't know everything that Oprah may have or may not have done for black people. True. We Very don't. true. This is all rampant speculation. We don't all know. Speculation. I mean, she, she put Breonna Taylor on the cover of O. Talk about it. Time in, what, 20 years that she has not been on the cover. It's for Breonna Taylor. She had her statement. Uh, if you turn a blind eye to racism, you become an accomplice to it. And you know how many white women love them some O. Mm-hmm. 
So she is telling those white women who have been a part of, of you know, supporting her brand that if, if you if you're not addressing racism, you're an accomplice. Flat out. And quite honestly, it goes back to something I say a long time ago. White folk are the ones who are going to be largely responsible for stopping racism. Facts. So, so until white folk hear that message, internalize it, and stop their behaviors, racism will not stop. We, we've been, we've been fighting the good fight since we've been here. It's still going on. So long as you have one good white person who's willing to be a good racist, we'll still have racism. Y'all better get ready to still have racism because it is not in white people's... I, I think sometimes we get really caught up on the internet and we think that the internet is real. It's not really real. It's, it's performative. Okay. It's what people want other people to read. What, is that? what are you saying? What does that mean? I'm going to bring this up. White people, the society is a white superiority society, for lack of a better word. You mean America? What's up? America? America. I'm talking about the West. America, yes, for lack of a better word. It is in white people, regular old average white people's interest to maintain the society the way that it is. Literally, it's in their own self-interest. So if the argument is only white people can end racism, and that's your goal, ending racism, Number one, you're going to fail. Number two, white people ain't doing that because it's not in their interest to do that. We think that all white people are like the ones we see online. No, those are the outliers, the people that we see online, these woke white people that are like, you know, Black Lives Matter and all this other good stuff, which is wonderful. Keep doing that, white folks. But the vast majority of white people are not paying any kind of attention to that and don't particularly like the idea of it and want things to remain the way that they are. And that's why I think it's important that Oprah, a, 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 a black woman that resonates with so many white women, put in their faces what they have to do in order to be, to not be complicit in racism. Like she has to use that platform to communicate to, to, to the people who listen to her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's an important thing to do because, I mean, how do you expect racism to stop if white folk don't stop it? I don't think racism is going to stop. Racism will always exist. Always. Always. There's always going to be anti-Black sentiment in America, period. Yeah. Forever. I don't know if I can disagree with that. Globe in fact, I'm going to take it outside of America. I'm going to say globally. There's always going to be the other. There's always going to be a fear of the other person. Rain it back in. We're, it back. we're talking specifically about America. Okay. And, and black, white. Okay. So we're posing a hypothetical here. Mm -hmm. Are you, I, you think that, I don't think, I don't, I hear what you're saying. And a lot of me wants to say, you're right. But the optimist I, in me wants to say, as white people no longer maintain their, their majority, that that can dwindle like the opportunity for racism can dwindle. I think the projections were Hispanics, Latinos are gonna be the majority, I think in what, 30 years, something like that. Something like that, correct, yes. Yeah. I, I got one little, one quick point. I think I'm with you on this one, John, go ahead. Oh, I'm, you already know, I'm from, originally from Texas, internet. Um, Latino people don't particularly like black people. Oh, I wasn't thinking that. Asian people 
don't particularly like black people. Black people don't particularly like Asian people. Black people don't particularly like Latino people. It is how do you where are you getting this from? Uh, life. Life in Texas. You saying so? You saying you don't you don't like these people? Right, because life in New York will look a lot different. Oh my God, son. Okay, so we we gonna say that the Latinos in New York were more um, non-racist than. I want you to tie it to the topic. How? Okay, we were talking about Neil going to sleep. Oprah. I'm not. Neil's Neil's like man, whatever. We were talking about is Oprah um, doing the right thing, saying anything? Is she helping black people at all? Obviously, she is. If if for no other reason, if she never put nobody black on the cover, just her existence is a symbol and very helpful to black people, in my opinion. Period. So say that is what it is. Putting Breonna Taylor on her cover is very nice and very symbolic. And okay, whatever. Um, do I think that that's necessarily going to make white people that do not like black people. First of all, white people that don't like black people ain't picking up Oprah's magazine, period. So- I don't know if that's true either. Oh, God dang it. You think white people that, like, that don't like black people are listening to Oprah? There are white people who don't like black people who love Michael Jackson. Thank you. Michael and Jordan. Michael Jordan. Prince, Tyson, Oprah, love them, but pretty much don't like black people. And this, Those are facts. And, and this goes to the point of why I said it was important when she did that. Because if we're talking about the attitudes of racism within white America, mm -hmm. we as black Americans are not largely responsible for changing that attitude. That is an attitude that white America must change. That's my only premise. Whether it happens or not, it's something completely different. I wasn't talking about whether or not it's gonna happen. My only premise is if it's going to happen, if white people are going to no longer be racist, then white people have to make those changes. And is that the goal to eradicate? I'm not saying, I'm not saying that's the goal. I'm, I'm giving you a premise to unpack. If, if racism is going to be changed and ended, who's largely responsible for doing it? Now, now I'm not asking whether or not it will. Who's going to be responsible for doing it? So when Oprah puts on the cover of her magazine, white women, if you're turning a blind eye to racism, you are an accomplice to it, then that means those white women will look at that cover, they'll be like, oh, am I? And then they're going to have to start having conversations within their own communities. Some white people even know who Brandon Taylor is. True. Many. Most. What, this, is, this is my problem with it. I, I appreciate the gesture to your point. Oprah could have done this years ago. She could have put Alton Sterling on the cover. She could have put um, the brother that got shot 40-some times in New York on the cover. Mm -hmm. She could have put Trayvon Martin on the cover. She could have put a myriad of these entities and people on the cover to start this conversation years ago. I think it's, it, is, it is very convenient to do it now in the age of all these corporations making these statements that are in support of Black Lives Matter. Um, Oprah, for a very long period of time, like Michael Jordan, was apolitical. It was, it was financially um, uncertain, unstable, unpopular to pick a side. So mm -hmm. she played a neutral for quite a long period of time. It wasn't until Barack started running 
in 2004, 2004, right? Or 2008. Uh, president? Yeah. Whenever Barack like became prominent and was running for president, too that's old. when she came out. Say it again? I said, I'm too old. The years blur for me. Whenever yeah, okay. she ran for president. Like yeah. And so when, when that happened, that's when she came out as more of a political figure. And she had retired from doing her own, her show, and got her own network. So it, it was like, she was firmly established. Um, so I, I think it's, it's, it's incredibly convenient to do it now. Now, do I, I appreciate it? Would it make a difference? Yes. But I think she could have been doing this many, 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 many years ago. She could have. And my thing is, she's doing it now. You know what I'm saying? She's doing it now. People grow. Because I see John and him screwing up his face too. But she's doing it now. And I don't want us to get to a point where folks who have the platform to do it are now reluctant to do it because their own community is going to be like, well, why are you doing it now? Damned if I do, damned if I don't. This is true. Forget it. I won't do nothing. I, no. Whenever you're ready, whenever you're willing, whenever you're able, come on. Let's let's put in this work. We'll take it, no doubt. Yeah. But you should be criticized too, because you know she did elect to put a school in South Africa. She could have did both. So she could have put so, one. So she's. So we should criticize her for for picking and choosing her battles. I don't know if it's picking and choosing your battle. I think it's more convenient to pick your battle and, and exercise your authority now when it's what everybody's doing. There, there's, 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 no, there's no pushback for her to do it right now. What is, she, what is she at risk of losing at this current moment? I'm sure that she's lost plenty of subscribers by coming out the way that she has done. But I mean, she is a very established uh, entity and all that other good stuff. She'll be fine. She's uh, a Rashid, she's a, is she a billionaire? Yes. Damn. You what? Is is Oprah a billionaire? Yes. I think she met, she hit her first billion. No, That's Oprah's like 1.4, maybe yeah. even two right now. He did that like Ooh. what, four or five years ago? Yeah. Interesting. Um, Rashim, I wanted to follow up on one quick thing. You said, who is going to end racism? 2.6 billion, Oprah. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. She can give me some of that. Would you say Kanye's going to end, end racism? <laughs> Kanye is going to enhance racism because he's making me racist against black people. So unfortunately, Kanye still exists. He's still out there. He's still doing his thing. We don't know what, what is happening. What, what is the latest with Kanye? Okay, G, what, what's going on? Um, so Kanye, at one point, the, the, the thing was he was going to withdraw his presidential, I guess, run. Um, he had his South Carolina speech which people got the you know the excerpts and it was all i think most people would agree it was a disaster um but then you know he had what people thought was a breakdown and people were kind of up in arms i see last week i said he needed to be held accountable but since then um he's apologized to his wife for dragging their dirty laundry um into the public and he he put out an attack on joe biden and said that you know joe biden can't stop him and he's going to win the presidential election. And um, he, uh, I really don't understand. Most people are like, why are you talking about Joe Biden? He's not the president. Like, why you don't put, your, put Donald Trump's name in your mouth that you tweets or attack him? And I think if anybody has half a brain, they see what's going on with this guy. Um, he's a Trump puppet, in my opinion, because he came out as a Trump supporter. 
he said he disavowed him, but that don't mean shit. I think this dude's a clown. Truly, truly. No, I mean, he's got no slight to anybody that's having, you know, mental, psychological issues or whatever the case is. It's very serious, blah, blah, blah. If you haven't, you know, manic, depressive, bipolar episodes on a regular basis, your ass don't need to be running for president. So that pretty much seals the deal as far as I'm concerned with all things Kanye. I don't even want to necessarily hear his music at this point. I think he just needs to sit his ass down in Wyoming, raise his children, make some money, get your mind right, and, you know, then maybe come back out to the public sphere. I have no desire to interact or engage on anything political with Kanye because he's a he is a joke and uh, we are in an extremely serious time. There's plenty of people that are going to vote for Kanye for president just because he's Kanye West. I feel like that's uh, very, very dangerous. I don't know, man. Um, he, he. Please don't tell me you're going to vote for him. No, I'm just saying, like, we, we could put him in a box and forget about him, but there's going to be a bunch of, I think they're going to be a, a bunch of people who are going to take him serious. And if not take him serious, take him as a prank, and he will be the prank vote for um 2020 like especially especially voters who don't take serious the um responsibility behind having their voice heard politically i think they'll they'll, they'll go in there and be like hee hee i voted for kanye you know and and, and TikTok they ass voting for kanye um and and i think you got to be mindful of it because once again I, I do not believe trump is going to win this um i've said this before i'll say it again I think Biden will win in the landslide. Um, let's set it again. I'll be making predictions, y'all. Remember, I predicted we was gonna hit that 160 mark, 160,000 people dead mark. So we gonna hit that. We about to hit that soon. So my prediction. Last hit 200. Say again. We gonna hit 200. Oh yeah, we're we're definitely gonna hit yeah, multiple. Man. Yeah. Um, but I do think there are gonna be people like TikToking, Snapchatting. Um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, live in, um, just so people can be like, yeah, I voted for Kanye, look. And it, it's going to cost us. I, I, I hear you. I think people will vote for him. But I think people that are lazy to vote won't go out there and just spend their time and go vote for Kanye. I think they're going to be people who vote anyway that will vote mm -hmm. for Kanye. Right. right. But I don't think there are extra people who have never voted before that's going to go out and say, you know what, there's one time because Kanye's running, I'm going to go out and do it. I don't think people are going to be that excited about it like they were for Barack. Oh, absolutely not. No, but will it be enough people to take away from the Democratic vote that's needed for Joe Biden to beat Trump? I mean, I, no. I think the same, I think Republicans will vote for Kanye. I mean, I think Elon Musk is probably, probably more like independent, but, you know, I think he said he's supporting Kanye. Mm. Although, by the way, plug Eli, uh, Elon Musk is building the next Tesla super supercharged plant in Texas. We'll take it. I kind of want to ask Cyber Truck. I want that Tesla truck, baby. Looks it's good. Tight. It's tight. <laughs> it's tight. It's tight. It's tight. What you got, Neil? Man, I know you over. You quiet, bro? You good? Nah, man. I'm on these painkillers, dog. That painkiller is no joke. Okay, I thought we were talking about something else. No, literal painkillers, brother. Okay. Well, you still got an opinion. You good? What's up? No, I mean, with, with Kanye, when have we ever really taken Kanye seriously? You what are you know? talking about? I'm talking about as far as, like, 
his antics, like his behavior, like this is this is this is typical Kanye. Like I think I don't know what it was John that was saying. He's always going to have a following. He's always going to have people that support him to some degree. So, I mean, his behavior right now doesn't surprise me. I mean, how many years ago did he come on stage and interrupt? Uh, what was the name of the country music star when he was like, "I think such and such are one." Who who did he interrupt? That he started talking. Yes, Taylor Swift. Yeah, I mean, from back then, like. Kanye is always doing something crazy or out of pocket. When Kanye said George Bush don't like black people, I mean, that was, that was, that was, that was big. That I was saying, but Kanye. he's been doing that, antics like that since back when, you know? So this is really nothing new. This is not like a, oh my God, Kanye is actually being serious right now. He's actually taking mm -hmm. a stance. This is like, oh, it's another Con Kanye antic. Kanye moment. Yeah, I mean, I I, I kind of agree with Neil. You know what I'm saying? He does the kind of crazy type stuff. The, the, the crazy thing to me is, I'm sure in his mind, it makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, he woke up one day and was like, yo, I'm going to run for president. And I got to do this. And he went out and, you know, and the people around him are such sycophants, except for Kim, I think, and such yes men that they was like, yeah, Kanye, you run for president. It's a very dangerous uh, scenario for him. Uh, I think that's why I say he needs to relax, recharge, retire from you know the public sphere, and just get his mind right in general. Because I'm a big Kanye West fan. I want him to go back to making music. I want him to go back to you know doing all that kind of stuff. It's it's unfortunate what's going on with him in in a nutshell. Speaking of unfortunate, shout out to uh, well I guess shout outs is not a good. Firm, yeah, he said he said that he can beat Biden off of right ends. Like it's not he's not even addressing forty five. Wow. See, see, you 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 don't even respond to something like that. Like, okay. But I can tell you this: it got one hundred and forty nine thousand likes or hearts on Twitter. He said it twice. The first mm -hmm. time he put it in lowercase, and then the next day he put it in cap, in cap all caps. That to me says he's on drugs. Bottom line. Yeah. Rest in peace, John Lewis. Um, speaking of, to switch gears from somebody that has no meaning. Where can they find us, John? Where can they find us? Ah, uh, yes. We got to talk about where you can find us. Straight No Chase of the Podcast. We're everywhere. We are on Anchor, Spotify, YouTube, Straight with an 8, No Chaser, the Podcast. Google us or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, all of that. So tell your friends about that. Um, John Lewis, rest in peace. Amen. Uh, uh, other than that, gentlemen, I mean, I feel like, unfortunately, we touch on this all the time. COVID, the government, Trump, you know, still stupid, still crazy, <laughs> still outrageous. <laughs> Yet another week. Um, unfortunately, I think that the COVID thing has blown up out of control. Uh, we had this discussion four or five weeks ago where we said, you know, as everything starts to slowly open up again, we're going to see a second wave. Well, we're in the midst of the second wave, and it's a damn tsunami. So 160, 150,000 people have died already. Millions have been sickened. Um, there's no end in sight. What is, there, what is the uh, end game here for y'all? What would it take for you to feel comfortable walking around in public? Well, I, it's 
Well, let's identify some specific things that have taken place, though, because mm -hmm. when we talk about COVID and, and people interacting with each other, um, big old pictures, everyone, you know, flashed them of Herman Cain at the Tulsa rally. Now, you can't really prove that it was the Tulsa rally that um, was the reason why he got COVID. Mm -hmm. um, Herman Cain passed away. Rest in peace of Herman Cain. Um, I don't I don't mm -hmm. agree with his politics. Um, but, but I mean, when a man dies, that's, that's a, that's a period at the end of his sentence and, and it should be a level of respect that goes along with that. But, um, but he got COVID nine days after the rally. Mm. Not now he could have contracted it anytime after the rally. He could have contracted it like right before the rally and was asymptomatic. Um, I'm going to speculate he caught it at the rally. How about that? I, I, I don't want to make that speculation. Um, and, and, and I just because you don't know, um, I, I will make that speculation. But here's, here's, my, here's my thing. It, it, I won't I won't make this speculation because I don't necessarily think it matters whether or not he got it at the rally. I think what matters is his mindset that you could float around here unprotected and in this thing, it's, it's not an issue and you won't get it. So whether you got it at the rally or whether you got it in a different city or state, it's because you were you. you your mindset is, and, and he, he was a critic of, of, you know, the COVID precautions. Mm -hmm. Your mindset is, I don't need those precautions. So that's why, but go ahead. Why, why, why would you say the rally? I think the rally for him, people who went to the rally, it was against all medical professionals, direction, opinion to say, you know what, that's a bad idea it was a political statement to attend the rally. Right. He went to the rally knowing that this is going on, but said, this is a joke. There are people out there still that think this is a, this is a joke. The irony of it is that he attended the rally, he dies and 45 makes no mention mm. about his death at all today. When everybody has noted that this man contracted it and passed away from it. The other representatives, the other senators, I think I don't know any senators that got it, but definitely the other reps who have caught COVID-19 that are GOP party members. And there's been no conversation that 45 has said at all about them. So I find it just the irony of it. And, it, you know, I, I don't agree to Ross, but I don't agree with Herman Cain's politics at all. But I listened, somebody posted a clip that I listened to and I kind of dug a little bit deeper on it. He's a smart dude, man. He knows numbers, very intelligent. Um, he supports, you know, black businesses. I mean, just a, a smart businessman. Um, and I don't have to like everything somebody says to, to respect him. I respect his opinions. I don't think they may be wrong. Clearly, he was wrong on COVID-19. Um, he didn't take it serious and it cost him his life. So rest in peace, brother. Um, and I call everybody brother at this point. So I hope he, uh, hope he sleeps well. I mean, the sad fact of the matter is, as we've said on many an occasion, is here. COVID is here. Um, this is the new normal, in my opinion. We're going to be in masks going forward. Um, this whole situation is having impacts that we don't really see or can, can't really understand right now because it's, it's steadily changing. So, like, the way we go to school is going to change. The way we go to college is going to change. The way that we go to work is going to change, like all of that, because this ain't going anywhere. It's not. 
I mean, we're not going to eradicate it. You can look at other examples across the world where they so-called shut it down or whatever the case is, and then something happens and it pops back up. That's because it's a virus. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be here. So it's very sad what happened to him. I don't applaud anybody dying um, for many reasons. But at the same time, it's like you don't wear the mask and you don't wear the gloves, and this is kind of what happens. Well, here's the numbers. So in America, the recovery rate is a 90, basically 97%. The mortality rate is 3.4%. So it's actually going down. The, in the last 14 days, it's been 4.2%. If you're over 60, it's 15.8%. He was over 60. Mm -hmm. uh, the percent of fatalities with comorbidities is 88%. The percent of the population tested has been 17%. So most people recover. But what people don't know or think about is the lingering effects mm -hmm. after you recover. People have had amputated fingers, limbs, et cetera, because of you know how much of an impact this has. Their lungs have been totally, you know, impacted. I mean, it's it's serious, man. One of my coworkers got it, and she was like, man, it's like the worst case of the flu she's ever had in her life. Like she's like, it's kicking my ass. Mm. It's terrible. It's a very sad situation. We are not done with it. And I think it's gonna be having um, impacts for a very, very long time. Um, I just read today that the American economy contracted like the, the most amount that they've 34%? ever had. 34%? Something like that. Something like that. GDP was negative 34.2%. That was the largest um, uh, 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 drop of GDP in history, ever. Like greater, worse than the Great Recession we had back in 0708. Mm -hmm. um, and and um, I think the Great Depression, it beat it by like 10 percentage points, roughly 10 percentage points. So this thing is bad. And it's the second quarter in a row. So we are officially in a recession. Mm -hmm. You have GDP looking that bad for two quarters in a row. I mean, this does not bode well for your boy Forty Five. So, John, it really does not looking good for you to win this bet. Yeah, but 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 Forty Five got a plan. He got a plan. What he's exactly. gonna what he's gonna do is he's gonna try to get the election pushed back and stalled. The problem exactly. the problem is Congress is responsible for setting the election date. President can't touch that. And right now. There's no way the House of Representatives is going to be like, you're right, Mr. President, let's postpone the election. That ain't going to happen. I just want to be very clear about what I'm trying to say. Yes, Trump is going to win in uh, November. The reason that he's going to win, and I'm not a Trump supporter by any stretch of the imagination. However, number one, he's got the majority of the majority. The vast majority of white people are still going to vote for him. I know y'all don't think that might be true, but it is. Number two, he has a demonstrated ability to use social media much better than his opponents or than other people. He's playing by rules that nobody else does. So Have you seen the Lincoln Project? Say that again. Do you see or follow the Lincoln Project? The Lincoln Project. No, I don't, Keltrick. Tell me about the Lincoln Project. No, just give it a look. Look at their Twitter, look at their IG. But, but tell them about it. So Because you're not just telling him, you're telling other people. Folk. Tell them a well, little. It's a, it's a, it's a, um, a Republican... Uh, political action committee, think tank, or whatever, uh, sponsored and generated by Republicans, with and they're using Republican-themed uh, strategies 
to, to go to do anti 45 messaging. When I'll tell you it's effective, they be hitting some home runs with some of their, their propaganda. I would strongly encourage you to take a look at it, John. Um, it's reaching a significant population. Their funding has been through the roof lately. Um, and it's, it's plenty of Republicans that are like, you know what, I'm voting for Joe Biden. And those are the people who follow them. They're like, you know what, I'm doing the exact same thing too. Mm -hmm. so I, I think it's a grounds for the people that look at this dude trampled over the Constitution. Um, he's inter interfering with the DOJ, mm -hmm. uh, uh, stuff that's going on in the Supreme Court. He's, he's in the White House with Goya, Goya products saying, buy this stuff. That's, yeah. that's outlandish. Like traditionalists looking at this like, man, what the fuck is going on? I mean, here's one thing, again, to, to kind of tie it all back up. Um, he has been very out with his uh, racial rhetoric, let's just say. It's working. I mean, it just simply is. So, so I, I looked at um, uh, some of the census information while I was talking. Uh, in, 20, in 2010, 72% of Americans identified as white, mm -hmm. non-Hispanics, 2010. 72. Um, in 2020, or at latest number, 60% mm -hmm. of Americans identify as white and high Hispanic. So let's say he does get the majority. Let's say he does get 51% of, of white folk, right? Mm -hmm. So you talk about maybe 31% of half of that would be 31%, right? You still got the rest of those white folk. Uh -huh. And, and I'm not, that's everybody, man, woman, and child. Children mm -hmm. ain't gonna vote. I think you're gonna have a, a groundswell, as Cage said, of white women who are like, we gave you a chance, we're not messing with you. Conservative white men who said, I'm voting for you because I'm, I'm Republican, giving you a chance. And then you're gonna have the white folk who were, who were just sexist and wouldn't vote for Hillary the first time all of them are going to combine and be like, no, no, we're not voting for you, Trump. We gave you a chance. You didn't work. Mm -hmm. It didn't work. And, and, you know, pride goeth before the fall. Mm -hmm. you know, we're not going to be so prideful in our ideology and just vote you in for another term when we see what you've done thus far. Yeah. Economy stinks. Is that his fault? Yes. Whether and I would say whether his fault or not, does he have the tools and the ability to to bring us out of it? Currently, what he's showing is he doesn't. He's putting us in a deeper and, and a worse position to deal with the uh, the virus, so that we can't jumpstart the economy. Like you said, the virus is here. First of all, he's alienated a lot of our allies, so there's nobody that's going to want to do business with us in any significant way. He's really trying to go to war with China. He's avoiding Russia at all costs. Like he will not come out and say anything critical of Russia. Mm -hmm. um, the U.S. passport is shit right now. I mean, you can literally wipe your ass with the, with the paper that the U.S. passport is printed on right now. You can go to maybe like well, five places. So, you know, he has diminished the the whatever shine people had on the on U.S. in the USA. It is it is doo doo. Right Can't now. make no money can't get no jobs, can't lead a country. Wow, man. Y can't leave your house or you get, you get coronavirus and you die. You really think they're going to reelect him? I am. I, if, if I could put money on this some kind of way, 
You I, can. We did already. Y'all, I already have. I'm talking about like I need to put more money on it because like draft, drafting style. One hundred percent. I also want to just reiterate: uh, if you are basing your, you know, hopes for the future on white people doing the right thing, good luck with that. Anyway. Um, you stereotype white people so so critically, man. It's funny. Right. You talk um, so bad about them. With, I'm not, I, I feel like this is very, if not factual, it is very conservative of an outlook. If I was a white person, I'm a regular Joe Schmo white dude living in Kansas. I look at Joe Biden, who is rolling with Black Lives Matter, who uh, might have a black woman as his vice president, who uh, is Barack's best friend, and all these other wonderful things, I'm I'm kind of disturbed about that. No, I I think you're, you you got to just pose that against a different thing. Barack Obama won with the actual the populated the populated vote, the popular vote, and also the um, electoral college. The electoral college, right? Mm-hmm. America was in we were we were viewed in a much different capacity. Why, I think most people care about how people perceive them. Most people do. And at this stage of the game, if you travel someplace and you say you're an American, nobody's looking at you with the same level of, man, you from America, but you got the Barack and everything else y'all got going on. It's like, you know, stay away from me. Like, we don't want, we don't want you around. It's just super critical. People want to get back to being accepted. People want to get back to making their money where, where people can go hand in hand and kind of do things together. And this kind of goes away. He is not allowing it to go away. He's not doing anything to kind of squash it. He is actually throwing more fuel to the fire. He is antagonizing it. Mm-hmm. And so most, you can't make money that way. You can't make as much as you can, as you used to. And if anything that we know in the capitalist society, you want to make as much money as possible. He's putting a cap on how much money most people can make. And that ain't cool for most people. They're like, yeah. get this dude the fuck out of here. We can get somebody in here that allow us to kind of get this thing going again. Yep. And I tell you, and you for real about how people are looking at us across the world, man. I mean, me and the wife was over in Europe. I mean, we met people who were like, we're not coming back to the States until Trump is no longer president. Like these foreign folk were like, yeah, we love We love America. We love the visit. We ain't visiting so long as he y'all president. That affects money, man. And, and that's the widespread. That's uh, that's a widespread idea that folks are like, "Nah, we're not going. We're not going to America." Do y'all think that Joe and Mister Mrs. Joe Sixpack in Nebraska give a damn what people in France, China, England got to say about America? They don't give a damn about. That. I think he give a damn, and he can't sell the stuff that he that he makes on his on his farm. They go to Trump and get um, those subsidies. Subsidies. Yeah, but they they still got issues with that because they didn't get. Not everyone got the subsidies, and then the subsidies ain't take care of them forever. They don't go back to the till. You know what I'm saying? So th- there's a bottom to that barrel. Okay. And now they're stuck. They can't sell no food because restaurants aren't open. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, it's, the economy is just trash. And so Joe Sixpack in Nebraska may not care, but the people who are responsible for making money and moving the economy along absolutely do. And those are the ones that matter. And point of order, they're doing amazing right now. 
the stockholders, the stock market, the big companies, they're getting paid left, right, and center. Now, who's suffering are poor people. Who's suffering are middle-class people. Um, however, that's not Trump's base. He don't give a damn about them people. He cares about the rural people. He cares about the suburban people. He cares about uh, business owners. He cares about stockholders and things of this nature. Those are middle-class people, people for the most part. Like I said, we all going to be here in November. I hope I'm totally wrong. I hope y'all are totally right. That said, I'm merely saying that. Why don't we up the ante of the bet then? Just raise the value then if you feel that strong about it. To, to what? I mean, you tell me. Why we do this every damn weekend? So What's, the original bet was what? A dollar a piece or what? Well, something like that, right? It was five or something like it was that. Five dollars a piece. Let's say it's five dollars a piece. We can make it 10. I'll take y'all's 30 bucks. It's not like I, I would spend it normally on a bar tab. Can't do that now, but. Because, well, I'm down. It don't matter to me. Um, Cash at me, baby. All right, so last thing that, that, that we could throw out there just to see if there are any thoughts on this. Stella Emanuel. You got. Basura. Yeah, Demon Seed, uh, uh, Alien DNA, and she, she done worked with 350 people, so she knows there's a cure for COVID. Basura. Well, first of all, say, say tell people who she is because somebody don't know who she is. Um, Basura. She, she she is a physician that works in Houston, I believe Houston, right? Mm -hmm. She's in Houston, Texas. Um, she I, I believe she was also trained in Nigeria. Probably. Uh, it's Basura. A, she was trained in Africa. She she went to medical school in Africa. Um, she is part of a conglomerate of a conglomerate of phys physicians that traveled to the District of Columbia recently, had a press conference um, indicating the efficacy of hydro, hydroxy, hydroxychloroquine. Right. That hydroxychloroquine works and, and as a nation, we need to give it a chance. So they had a press conference and everyone was pretty much saying something at the press conference, but the only one that went viral was Stella, uh, Dr. Emmanuel, because mm -hmm. she got up there and she was like, first she was up there for like 15 minutes when everyone else probably just took two. Um, and then she was just like, listen, there's, there's, a, there's, there's no reason to wear a mask. Um, I've treated 355 patients, none of them died. You know why? Because there's a cure for hydroxychloroquine, I mean, for, um, uh, uh, for uh, coronavirus. Uh, you give them hydroxychloroquine, um, uh, 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 the Z-Pack, erythro, uh, erythromycin, and um, zinc. Mm. Give them all that, they're cured. Basura. Right. And people are like, uh, we've been doing the hydroxychloroquine, and folks have been dying. Like, that's not a cure. And, and then they, they found, you know, because she's also um, heavily in, in, in to some form of Christianity, that um that, that things um, demons come out of people's pussies the, the same demons coming out of people's vaginas um demons well, i meant to i meant to say vagina but you know you can cut that yes 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 <laughs> um so so that's the situation with stella i mean got, she, thoughts of that so 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 we we can wrap it up there you go i mean she's a bum um it's terrible that we give um, a platform to people like that and that people are so desperate for solutions 
but there's probably some people that heard her and was like, yes, and went out there and did something stupid. Dude, it's unfortunate. First of all, it was it was reposted by so many black celebrities. Pete Rock posted it. Uh, Michael Blackson, plenty of people posted it. Uh, 45 Sun posted it. Say that again, Neil. No, I'm saying that's crazy. That so many people just jumped on that bandwagon and just spread it like wildfire. And I had friends send that stuff to me in DM, and I'm like, don't, don't DM me this. Thank <laughs> you. I'm like, don't, don't, don't believe the hype. Why, why are you even sending this to me? Yeah, I agree with you. I actually tell people, it's, I actually get upset sometimes when people send me stuff I think is trash, which is Basuda. Um, like, I don't need, I, I never watched it. Like, I, I saw like a, a heading online, I don't need to read, I don't need to read this or listen to this because it, there's no substance to the messaging. Like, I'm, I'm all open for whatever, but that, that's, that's ridiculous. Um, mask work, in my opinion, it, it helps. So I'm not going out there, jumping out there, acting like this thing ain't real when I know my mother caught COVID. So mm. I'm not out here thinking that this thing isn't legit. Um, there's too many people I know that have been impacted by this, too many people I know that have passed away from this. And the fact that people take it less than serious and you got this clown uh, that, that is supposed to be a doctor and you know some of these anti-mask folks, anti-COVID-19 people up there you know, using it as a puppet to say, you know what, she, she, said, she agrees, and using it because she's black, let's just be honest. Fred mm -hmm. No Chaser, they're doing it because she's a black woman, period, in this story. Um, it's, it is some bullshit. Facts. Well, I mean, unfortunate, but, you know, we don't have another one. And on that note, please like us, subscribe, Straight No Chaser, the podcast. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify, Anchor, Instagram, Facebook, all of the above. Um, fellas, y'all got any last words, anything? That's it? Sick and tired of injustice. y'all. Hey, feel better, Neil. Feel better, Neil. Yes, sir. All right, y'all. Peace. Straight, no chaser.